Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer, and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around. You're in the right place. Hey, Barrett. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. I caught you a little late. You caught me a little early here. You're you're halfway across the world. Yeah, in Tel Aviv. <laughs> I, I appreciate you taking aside the time and, and joining me today. I know I started off the, the pre-call here of telling you I was very impressed. You've done some big things and hopefully we'll get into that a little bit. But before I go too far in, uh, I'd love to get it started. Please go ahead, introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are and what you do. Cool. So my name is Vera Dravive Schwartz. I'm the COO of Guesty. Guesty is a platform for property managers and property management companies, allowing them an end-to-end solution for older needs in managing short-term property rental. Okay, small little thing here. Not a big booming business, right? Uh, actually, it is a huge business. If you if you look at the studies, short-term rentals were over around $170 billion market just in 2018. So I would say that's quite a market for us. <laughs> and it's been growing. So if you think that today it's already about a third of the size of the hotel business, which is huge, right? Over $500 billion, it's growing at a faster pace and we really see it as a huge disruptor to both the travel industry and the real estate industry in that sense. Yeah, so you work with then all of the, I guess, the big names, I'm assuming Airbnb, Booking, VRBO, all those platforms? Yeah, so all great partners of us. We started uh, with Airbnb as our first channel that we work with, uh, joined by Booking.com, also working with Agoda, TripAdvisor, HomeAway, really anything you can think of in terms of the, of the channels. But that's not the only thing we do. If you think of our clients, they have demand side uh, on the one hand, right? So connecting to all these channels, synchronizing bookings, everything around that, but also getting the homeowners, connecting with the homeowners, managing the relationship with them, managing the day-to-day business of cleaning, maintenance, checking in guests, guest communications, and then, of course, running a business, everything around reporting, stats, financials, accounting. So our platform really supports all these needs from the customer to the owner to the guest to your everyday business needs. Got it. And so what would you describe as the really the, the big problem that Guesty is solving that all these platforms don't already offer? First of all, it should be very clear. We do not compete with the online travel agencies at all. We're a facilitator for either the owners of properties or the managers for owners of properties of older day-to-day needs. And connecting to those channels is just one specific challenge that they have. So if you have one, I'm sure you stated an Airbnb before, right? Oh yeah, I've, I've got one coming up again in two weeks. Yeah, so if you manage one apartment, okay, you can you can deal with that. Okay, you have guests coming in and out. You have your Airbnb listings. You manage that. You think of pricing. You think of how to optimize. You clean the apartment. Everything's fine. Now think you have five of those. 
or 50 or 500, right? There is no way you can do it without automation, without syncing your calendars, without syncing the OTAs, without managing your staff, without managing your finances, right? That's where Gusty comes into the picture. We There are, there are people managing 500 units? Yes, there are. Because I, I, I'm, not, I'm not all the way up to speed on short-term rentals and vacation rentals. So you're telling me that there, there are people who, who specialize in, and I knew this, but 500 just seems like a huge amount. There are people that manage thousands of units, not people, oh companies, goodness. right? Those are big companies. Some of them raised a lot of money, actually. If you think of uh, companies like Vacasa, like Sonder raised over $100 million. Vacasa raised over $200 million. But there are also the mid-sized ones that uh, raised 10, $20 million or $1 million or didn't raise money at all in our bootstrap, but still manage quite a business. I think the beauty of it is that you see this new generation of entrepreneurs that realize that the Airbnbs of the world created a need for a new type of business, right? We have, mm-hmm. on the one hand, we have all these travelers that want to stay at something that is different than a hotel, right? They want to have the flexibility. They want to feel local. They want a special experience or their family or friends staying together. So they're looking for alternative accommodation. On the other hand, you have the investor side, right? That say, why should I rent my apartment for a year when I can rent it short term on Airbnb, booking, et cetera, and have a yield that is at least 30% higher? That's what research shows you, that after all the management and commissions and costs, you still get 30% more for short term compared to long term. So you have investors that want to buy those properties and rent them. You have travelers that want to use those apartments. And who comes in the middle? Those entrepreneurs that say, hey, I'll do all that for you. You don't really want to, you know, start communicating with guests all days. You have your full-time job, right? You just want to be an investor. Let me do the work for you. And it's quite a business, quite a business all over the world. We currently manage properties in over 70 countries. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, you guys are full on global. You're working with all these different platforms and I'm assuming down to, you know, maybe one super host who has 10 properties with companies that have thousands. Exactly. How do you build a platform that can be that robust? I mean, that, because that's an, that is a huge accomplishment to be able to do that. Yeah, I think that's, that's what's unique about us is that we really started off with, I'll tell you a little about that if you like, but the idea was to really create that one-stop shop platform that enables everyone to connect to it. So in addition to having a very robust product with, I'd say, over 20 different products in it, right? Connecting to channels, portal for homeowners, guest communications, uh, maintenance tools, etc. We also have a marketplace which, with a very robust API, by the way, which allows different point solutions to connect to our marketplace and offer an extended solution to our clients. One example could be pricing uh, optimization, like dynamic pricing solutions. If you think of beyond pricing, price labs, etc., we have smart home automation to solutions. Right now, that you manage fifty or a hundred properties. You want to have smart locks. You want to have all kinds of uh, monitoring tools in your properties. All those are tools that are connected to our marketplace. Think Point Central, NoiseAware, and other partners that we have on our marketplace. So if you think of all that, we're really offering either directly or through our marketplace a bundle of solutions uh, to property managers everywhere. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, this just points back to, and obviously I'm a little bit more familiar with like the traditional property management side, but it just points back to like, it's so funny to think about, like we were saying before the call, like tech and real estate, it's kind of like right now, they still feel like they're opposite things. Like they don't go together, but this clearly shows you're talking about how APIs are streamlining how effective a living experience can be. And it's very abstract, you know, if on the surface, but when you dig into it, you see how this enables for so much more. You you even break it down to the smart locks. I mean, yeah, no one wants to change out the key, the key every week. So if you have a, yeah, if you have, just have a lockbox with a key in it, well, that's fine. But someone really could easily go copy the key. You know, it probably doesn't happen as much as people are afraid of, but still it reduces, you know, little things like that reduce little bits of fear or uncertainty or, you know, that those kinds of things. It also improves the guest experience, right? I, mm-hmm. I found myself standing outside an apartment early morning and couldn't find the key in the lockbox. Okay, and you start messaging the host and say, hey, uh, where's my key? With smart solutions, you don't get into those situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could have like the Nest camera too, like talking to the person here and let me coach it through it. <laughs> or that kind of thing. So I'm assuming that everywhere you go, do you do you like intentionally try to find all the unique Airbnbs and and vacation uh, spots when you travel? Well, yeah, I I try to have experience, especially with our clients, right? So when I go to places, I ask my clients, "Hey, do, we'd love to, you know, give back to our clients and stay with you." We actually insist on paying for it, of course, but yeah. we're, we really want to stay with our clients and experience, you know, the the challenges and the advantages of uh, of those solutions, definitely. But as you were saying, we think it's very exciting to be a disruptor in this very traditional industry, both in the real estate industry and it's the travel industry are, you know, very old fashioned industries where you also see a, an older generation and a younger generation coming in and trying to disrupt it through technology, especially with us, it's you have the property managers on the one hand, but you also have the new generation of investors on the other hand mm. that are looking for uh, increased yield by short-term rentals, for example. I Last year, I went to Porter with my husband, Porter in Portugal, and I find that there's a huge market there for foreign investors only for Airbnbs, right? So there are actually a lot of brokers that started selling those properties to foreign investors and offering an entire bundle saying, hey, you'll buy an apartment, then I'll connect you to my property manager who will manage those apartments for you, furnish them for you, do all the guest communications and maintenance for you, and you just have to pay a commission. So they give you a full package of invest, get the yield, get the management, just see the money in the bank. That's perfect. I love it. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So, I mean, I, I was looking on the site and you have, I, and, I, and I saw this in the video. It's kind of like the, in, in one of the videos, it's described as 360 coverage. So I know that this is an all one shot, but I just want to give a, a moment to like talk through this. I mean, so you guys have uh, what you call your channel manager. So you, 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 that's across all the different marketplaces that you work with. One inbox. Yeah. So if you've yeah. got one property on Airbnb and one that got booked on booking, you've got one place to manage both of those those rental units. Yeah. Well, first of all, it could be probably you'll have the same unit listed on Airbnb, on booking.com, on HomeAway and mm-hmm. wherever. Right. Uh, there are a couple of things with that. First of all, you want to make sure that once it's booked on one channel, it cannot be booked on another channel. Otherwise, you'll get double bookings. Okay, You'll have two guests coming together, same time. <laughs> 
What That's awkward. Not a hotel where you could say, oh, please wait here at the lobby and I'll find you another room. It's a problem. So that's the first thing that we manage, right? All the calendar syncing, making sure that once you have a reservation, it's blocked on other OTAs. Then we have something that's really important and it's called the unified inbox. All the messaging from all the different communication channels come into one inbox where you can manage all the guest communication. So if a guest messages you on Airbnb or emails you or texts you, or it comes from another channel, you will get everything in the same inbox. You'll have the information about the listing and the reservation, and you can save a lot of time on communicating effectively with your guests. That's awesome. I dig it. And that's, and so like when I got, I got a text message this morning about my place uh, that I'm staying at in LA. So then those, like when I get those messages from the inboxes, that, that can be automated through Guesty, right? Exactly. Automation is a very big thing for our clients, right? Yeah. Because again, think if you're mass managing 10 or 50 or 100 listings and you need to message so many customers regarding so many things, um, we automate a lot of those processes. Okay, you check in, you get certain automated messages. You check out, you get certain automated messages and so on and so forth to really save you a lot of time and make sure that you focus on growing your business. I think one of the amazing things we see on Guesty is that our clients really grow with us, okay? They grow over 100% year over year, both in revenue and in listings. We Where actually stop. Have You're going to make me quit the long-term rental game. but we really see customers that that didn't only double they quadrupled with us okay that successful they've become in as short as uh i don't know a year and a half or two years so who would you describe as the perfect customer for guesty i'd say the perfect customer first of all i think we can get a lot of perfect customers in this huge and exciting ecosystem the perfect customer is a property manager who manages more than five listings, but again, it could be five, 50, 100, any number that makes it their full-time business, okay? If you're just doing it on the side, managing a couple of properties, we're really not the solution for you. But if you decided that your business is managing short-term rentals, we are the solution for you. And uh, we have different types of customers, actually. We have those customers that I described to you as entrepreneurs that are very savvy, they wanted to start a business, and they usually struggle more with the operational side of, okay, how do I manage this? How do I manage cleaners and maintenance and just communications, things I'm not familiar with? On the other hand, we have the more traditional property managers, and in that case, we're helping them move from offline to online, right? Understanding that today they can't really continue to grow without being introduced to the major OTAs like Airbnb, Booking.com, et cetera. You can't just, you know, have your chalets in the Alps and forget about the online world. You have to get connected. So we help them with that online part of their business. So really there's something in there for any property manager. Oh, that's very awesome. I want to, I'll shift gears a little bit. I want to talk a little bit more broader picture and kind of pull out of the, the weeds, so to speak. I would like to get your thoughts, you know, so you you hinted at this earlier, the short term and vacation market continues to rise. And I I keep saying short term because I want to include like that's that's business travel. 
that's people who are in town for a month on a on a gig, traveling nurses, and then you got vacationers. I think those those are, and then I guess the digital nomad even itself is now more of a thing. So so we have all these people traveling quite a bit. Do you continue? Do you see th- this particular market expanding at the continued rapid rate it already has for some time yet, or do you see it starting to level off? I actually believe it will continue to accelerate in terms of the growth rates. And you mentioned a few trends. Think of digital nomads and the fact that people can now work from anywhere. We have millennials that like to travel. Travel is becoming a commodity with over 1.4 billion travels in, I think, 2017. I don't have the numbers for 2018 yet, but just think about it. 1.4 billion. It means that travel has become a commodity, a basic need of everyone and anyone. So with that amount of travel, with more, with millennials becoming the majority of the consumer population, with people actually preferring alternative accommodations, with more reasons for business travelers to go, with some cities stating that they don't have enough accommodation for the level of tourism in those countries, definitely there is no reason for this trend to slow down. That's awesome. And so, um, you know, you mentioned some of those indicators, but what about in the scenarios like, you know, it's like New York City, and then I think that was kind of a big story that broke out. There was like, I guess, some people who didn't have permitted units. And so the city sued these people. And of course, that strikes fear into a lot of people at other markets. How does that affect the strategy moving forward for growth? Listen, there are regulatory issues surrounding short-term rentals, just like a lot of new industries, especially disruptors. Think of the transportation industry, right? They also had a lot of issues and regulatory issues in a lot of cities and countries, but you don't see Uber going away anywhere or Lyft or the other disruptors of this market. And I think it's the same for short-term rentals. Short-term rentals are here to stay. There's just not enough accommodation for travelers in today's economy and with the trends I just stated to stop it, okay? People are not going to say, okay, I'm not going to stay at apartments anymore. I'm just going to wait for more hotels to be built. Okay, (laughs) for them to build me more hotels. No, it's just not going to happen. We'll have to work with regulators to find the correct way of doing this. And yes, sometimes if you don't do it correctly, it's a problem. I do agree that there's no reason why you would not pay taxes if you're, that people are working correctly. And that's actually what Guesty is helping you do as this industry is growing and becoming more professional. Those companies such as our clients are willing to adapt to the new regulations, willing to be more strict and more official and more professional about the way they handle their business. So that is actually an opportunity for us and not a threat. Mm. Okay, so maybe it's going to hurt some of the small ones that are saying, I'll just try this out and I'm not willing to do a lot for this business. I'm not willing to pay taxes. I'm not willing to abide by regulations. But if you think that this is the business for you, if you're taking it seriously, yeah, Guesty is here to help you actually enforce regulatory needs. Uh, we, we have a few solutions within our platform that help you assure that you monitor the regulatory requirements and abide by them. I love that approach. I mean, not trying to skirt around and say, okay, well, if these are the rules, we're going to play to the T on the rules. 
you know, and it, it only further, I think it's, it's, it's such a good attitude because it only further legitimizes both the market demand as well as the solution to meet that demand. And like you said, like permitting to build a hotel is near impossible because first you have to have the right zoning. And it's not like we're getting more zones that are designated hotel. So the only option is that the price has to go up on those hotels because it's the same or more people vying for a limited number of rooms, which is why I, I just I love it because it's, it's just such an obvious, clear uh, market demand being met. And it gives you the opportunity of having a unique experience like you described, you know, Motel 8. Hey, I've stayed at lots of them, nothing against them. But there's just something cooler about like, you know, I was in San Diego recently and I was just by myself. I only needed a room, but I got to stay in this really big mansion. And I don't know. It wasn't very expensive. It was, it was cheaper than the hotels. I was like, but this mansion is so cool. It had a spiral staircase and all this other stuff. I was like, well, this is this is kind of cool. I'll live it up for a night. Um, so I, th- I think it's cool that you guys are doing that. So you guys are all over the world. How many markets did you mention earlier? I, I forget the number that you're currently over working. 70 countries. 70 countries. Okay, so we're not just talking cities. We're talking... Is there any one particular market right now that you're focused on gaining more adoption in? Because I'm assuming this is not just English speaking. You're in different language zones. Yeah, well, first of all, we started uh, with English speakers only. So still, I'd say the majority of our customers are English speakers. The good thing about our industry is that most clients, even if they're not in English speaking countries, speak English. They have to speak to tourists, right? So they, Mm. they happen to speak decent English. But still, we see a lot of potential in adopting additional language. We just introduced six new languages on our platform. So now we're available six languages. We're going to introduce an additional 10 languages very shortly. So this is a very very big focus for us this year. We just were launching this month our new office in Barcelona, followed by additional European offices. Our first office was in LA, uh, so now Barcelona. And we'll have a few more announcements soon because it's really a focus for us to get into those local markets and local languages, understand the local culture, having our customer success team members and account executives be there for our clients in their locations. So that's definitely something that you'll see a lot of this year. That's very awesome. So then, um, you know, and obviously I think uh, I'm going to guess, you know, with, with the platform, you know, being able to be international, being able to adapt and the market conditions have been great recipes for growth for Guesty. But what would you chalk up as one of the secrets behind, maybe not a secret, but really a key ingredient to the to continued growth of Guesty? Because it's clear you guys aren't really just kind of maintaining. There looks like to be an aggressive growth trajectory here. Yeah, I think it's this market is evol- is not only growing, it's evolving very quickly. The needs of our clients are changing. If I have clients that grew with me that started off with 10 properties and now have 200 properties, their needs as a 200 property customer are different and I have to be there for them. So we've adopted a lot of new features for apart hotels, right? For customers that started to having full buildings of apartments and not just single units. That's a lot of the, the focus this year is on what we call enterprise clients or feature for enterprise clients. And we'll see a lot of that. We keep changing, modifying, thinking of what will be the next big thing for our users. What do they need and what do their clients need to guess, right? We really try to take a customer-centric approach 
and help our customers take a guest-centric approach with their guests. So thinking what would help them excel in their business, right? Which means what would help them give the best guest experience to their guests? So yeah. it's a B2C kind of thinking. Yeah. And, you know, I've had others on the show that are in the property management space. And I think one of the things that for the, in the long term, people that stood out to my mind, and, and it sounds like it's similar to you guys, even though your customer is the property manager, you see the end user as the focus because if the experience isn't good for them, the property manager likely isn't going to do as well or succeed as well. And I, I, I've always admired any, any, the companies that really focus on the end user, even if that's not their customer, I think they're going to be the, they're, they're the winners because they're always going to rise to the top long term because they, they deliver that best experience. In our case, by the way, it's not just the guests, it's also the homeowners. Sometimes my Mm. property manager serves in two hats, right? He has the guests on the one hand and the owners on the other hand. He needs to have great communication tools with both and the best experience for both. And we really try to help him in those two different interfaces. Got it. Have you guys tracked like how many travelers have come through the Guesty platform through through the lifetime of of the platform? Ooh, wow. I'm just That's curious, awesome. like, what that, that number has got to be. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, the amount of reservations that we have in a month is uh, is quite incredible. Well, right? how many property managers across the globe then are you working with on a monthly basis? Well, we don't disclose the numbers of customers, okay. but it's a lot. Yeah, fair enough. That's fair enough. Seven countries and several of them in many countries, with the U.S. still being the majority of our client base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure over the years, you know, so you guys got started, I looked up, found 2013, right? And so yeah, I'm sure. sure the industry has evolved since then. You know, it, it has changed, like you said, and it's changing rapidly. So I'm sure over the years, you guys tried to change with it and something hasn't worked out. or Maybe there was a failed experiment or you tried doing something and realized, hey, that's not for us. Can you share a story uh, that would that would, would be something along those lines? I even have a better story for you, okay? Oh, yeah. The- Let's go. Yeah, well, the, the interesting thing about Guesty is it, it started uh, by the two co-founders, Kobe and Amiad Soto, which are identical twin brothers, by the way. And when they started the company as a Y Combinator, by the way, graduate, and they started it with understanding that Airbnb is exploding and it just doesn't make sense that it is with the work involved in actually serving guests with your apartments. And their first idea was to be a property management company, okay? So initially, they started as a tech-enabled property management company and said, yeah, we'll just get this launch and forget service for our customers. And then they realized, wait, this is a lot of work, okay? And we're not really great cleaners or maintenance people. We're great techies, but this is really not what we should be doing. And they said, you know what? We'll do it on the cloud. We'll be a property management company on the cloud. But that really didn't work out that well either because they had to compete with all those on the ground property management companies, right? It took them almost a couple of years to realize that since what they excel in really is technology, their best bet is to sell that technology to the other property management companies that are out there. And that's where things really uh, started to click for them. So if you think of guesting the current model, it really exists from, um, I'd say, early 2016, when they really became the platform for property managers rather than trying to be a property manager themselves. 
And I think it's a great thing that founders say, okay, this is what we're really good at and understanding the customer need, right? Because they were a customer. They were a property manager. They understood the pains. They understood the needs. And I found a lot in in tech in general that the best companies are the ones that come out of a need of a founder that really understands what it is they're doing, what is the problem that they're solving. And that's exactly what happened with Guesty. This is why I joke with people and I did with you before the show, like, you know, when I became a realtor, it was both not a great decision, but also a great decision because while the grind is real and it is hard, there is no way around it. The You're right. The perspective you get, it doesn't matter how many books you read, how many people you talk to, when you do it, when you're in it, when you feel it, and it becomes very much more real and raw. You know, even when I just rented out, uh, we just rented out another uh, unit this weekend and going through that process and using, you know, our client's platform. So just like you, we we are customers of our clients. So we're working with Avail and, you know, you going through that and working through the platform. And I was taking note of like my feelings, even though I've done this before and I've gone through this before, my feelings are like, what if he really is a convict and it didn't come back on the the eviction report or something, you know, like all these things. And so you're right. The perspective is just totally different and enables you to go deeper into what does the product really have to offer versus just something on the surface. I love that. That's why it's also very important for me to meet with clients and to meet with guests and to understand what they're going through and to yeah. be, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, we even have something really cool that's called the Demo B&B. We actually took on an apartment that we're we're renting for short-term to guests, legit guests that are coming on the property. And it is managed by our product team, okay? So they take turns in being the property management of that the guests. That is brilliant. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So that, and that's in Tel Aviv? Yeah. So it's so, kind okay, of so when I come to visit, yeah. I, 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 I want to stay in that one. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I can organize something for you. I have some connections there. Yeah, there, there we go. Perfect. Well, let's shift gears a little bit here. So, you know, and I'm so glad you brought that, that backstory because, you know, understanding like it took three years really to kind of figure out the, the rhyme and rhythm. And, and so one thing I pay attention to a bit is the fundraising happening in real estate tech. You know, you guys have raised, you know, according to Crunchbase. So I don't know if there's more that hasn't been announced. Uh, 24 million since the company's been founded, but really a majority of that just came last year, about 19 million or so from last year. The first question I want to ask you is what's the reason for raising that amount? And, and how is that directly impacting the growth of Guesty? First of all, I think we see a lot of funding uh, flowing into this industry because as, as you said, it's an industry that is going through an evolution and is being disrupted by technology. Technology can really take this industry to a new level. So we see, see a lot of interest. I mean, everybody's looking for the next big thing. And I believe that both travel tech and real estate tech are the place where everybody's uh, looking at now. And we're right in the middle of it. So there's a lot of interest in the company, actually also investors reaching out to us and saying, hey, do you need funding? Because everybody knows that it's a hot space. 
And I believe that what we can do with additional funding is really accelerate our growth and accelerate our pace. So we know what we need to do. The question is, are we going to do it by opening two offices this year or six offices this year? Are we going to add five new features this year or 50 new features this year? Are we going to integrate with 10 partners or 30 partners, right? Those are the types of things we're looking into. And since this market is so fragmented with so many tools and I believe not many players like us that are consolidating everything into one place. It is really our time to be out there and uh, help this consolidation trend and be uh, there to capture market share as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally understand that. And then, so you, do you, and I know that there's been a little bit of a slowdown. Well, depending on who you ask, there's been a little bit of a slowdown in funding pouring into real estate tech, but do you see that continuing at the trajectory it's at, or even further increasing as people realize the opportunity that exists? I believe we'll still see a lot of investment in uh, real estate tech. I think it's one of those industries that has always remained very solid, very basic. People love investing in real estate. Okay. Think of, you know, everyone from the young. It's fun, but it's also, it's like, it's solid. A house is not going anywhere, right? It's not like stock that can disappear. It's, it's there for it, you. It taps into our most basic need. I mean, you look at Maslow's hierarchy, it is a roof over your head of safety. It doesn't get any more basic than that. I mean, it's an innate desire to have that. So you're right. Yeah. So I think people will always continue to invest in real estate, which means a lot of money will flow into real estate. And in today's world, you need technology to enable, you know, getting more international investments and transactions, more deal flows, more needs more automation, getting, uh, this year we're working on machine learning and AI to be more active on our platform, right? Because there are so many new tools that you can introduce to make your work more efficient. And it's, it, think of the, you know, the, the travel industry, the, I don't know, the, think of the, um, you know, the, the flight world, right? Where was it, you know, 50 years ago and how computerized and modernized it is now? I think we're in the same place with real estate and travel. I love it. We're going to shift gears into uh, my favorite segment of the show. We get to play a game called For the Future. So For the Future is a segment where I get to ask each guest who comes on the show to give their best predictions based on the following four questions. Baird, you're ready to play. Ready. <laughs> All right. Question number one. What does Guesty look like one year from now? Guesty's going to be bigger, stronger, and more even a more uh, dominant player in the industry. And I believe a leader in our space. All right. Question number two, and this is uh, this is the first time I'm going to do this. I'm actually going to change this question slightly than I normally. Usually, I just ask about the housing market, but I want to ask about the short-term housing market. What will the short-term housing market look like one year from now? I think we'll see a lot of consolidation, a lot of it turning to be more professional because of regulations, because of the opportunities, because of the tools that are now available. We'll see more professional property managers becoming major players. We'll see a lot of consolidations of small players into larger players. We'll see the large OTAs really tapping into that professional management audience rather than the small consumer uh, audience. And we'll continue to see it grow and be more significant. 
I believe we'll even see more and more of the hotel business trying to tap into the short-term rental business. Mm-hmm. We already see some of the major hotel chains experimenting with short-term rentals, saying maybe we should have some apartments as well. Maybe we should have some property management companies that we're in touch with. And I see, well, I believe we'll see an increase of that trend as well. I think the smart ones will, will become LPs uh, on the investment side to start before they, and and then they'll go that route. You're, I think you're totally right. And you're on to something with that. Question number three, when will the next big boom or bust happen in real estate? And so Particular is probably to the U.S. market is where, you know, we, we, we generally focus, but I'll allow you to interpret as you wish. Major boom. I think that I think some markets will always stay really strong. The, the major cities, uh, I think there's been some slowdown in New York. I don't believe that will last. I believe it will continue to, it will, it will rise again very shortly. Hmm. I think at Guesty, we see, we see some interesting trends from the short-term rentals industry and see a lot of uh, peak on, you know, the more uh, Southern cities, Nashville is really booming and it's become a very hot place. Vegas, see a lot of uh, things going on in uh, other cities like um, that, that were not like the first cities we'll think about, like Charlotte and Seattle. So I, I think that we'll, uh, we'll see local booms in uh, different areas in the U.S., and I don't think we'll see a lot of slowdown, especially because with short-term rentals being such a major players, it increases the demand size for properties. And we'll see more and more foreign investors investing in places that are good for short-term rentals. And that unfortunately will cause an increase in pricing. Yeah. All right. And question number four, what's one thing you believe will dramatically change or fade away in real estate as a result of technological advances? One thing that would really change and not short-term rentals, because that's an obvious one. <laughs> I think it will I think technology will allow you to have many more flexible deals in real estate so having more international investments and um, more investments for the short term. So a lot of more trading with real estate that will be shorter term than usual. If in the past, a lot of the real estate investment was very long term. I mean, I think we'll see more flips than in the past in certain areas. And technology can help you do better assessments of, uh, of yield and uh, decision-making that will allow processes to move quickly and people to change hands of properties in a more quick fashion. I agree. I love it. I'm right there with you. Uh, we're going to move into the very bottom of the show here. These are the last three. Uh, Barry, these questions are a little bit more about you, so our listeners get to learn more directly about you. Um, the first one is, what are you reading these days? I actually read uh, fiction more than the, you know, uh, business okay. related. I'm actually a member of a book club, and we read uh, uh, books and, and discuss them every month. So I, I'm a very avid reader. Currently, I'm reading uh, Elsa Perez's uh, books. You know the series? Nope. <laughs> my my wife is in a book club, and she's like, she reads all the fiction. I do all the nonfiction. So I hear about these things. I know they exist. I I have no context. <laughs> okay. Well, that's very cool, though. I mean, so okay. 
that's not, not a big deal. I don't, I actually don't think you're the first person to uh, be on the show and say that, you know, fiction is, is where your focus is at, which is probably nice to get away from the daily grind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Question number two, who are you learning from? I'm learning from a lot of people. I think that what's really cool about Tel Aviv is that it's a, it's a huge tech hub. We have over 2000 companies, tech companies only in Tel Aviv. And we have a lot of communities around product and development and HR and you name it. And we really try to help each other. We are not competing with each other. We have a common cause of really bringing innovation into our world. And uh, I feel that I'm learning from a lot of uh, COOs and CEOs of other companies, a lot of uh, professionals in different areas. And that's you know, I think the best thing is to learn from your peer group. That's awesome. And the last one here, uh, what inspires you or what helps keep you inspired? Technology really inspires me. I think the fact that you see so many companies that find a pain point or a problem and solve it through technology is super exciting. Hmm. And uh, I meet a lot of founders and entrepreneurs that actually also serve as a mentor for several companies and several entrepreneurs, in particular women entrepreneurs, which is a passion of mine to really help create more diversity in our industry that is more male dominated. And whenever I hear of this amazing new idea and amazing new technology that is going to change something in this world, I find it very rewarding. That's very awesome. Varen, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you uh, expounding on the short-term rental industry for me. I gained a lot. I think a lot of other people listening to this will probably start looking at that industry a little bit differently because we always see Airbnb as the tech solution, but clearly you guys have found a way to go deeper and really take that and then expand on that and create a whole new category here for property managers. Uh, Before we head out, I want to give you the opportunity. If people want to connect with you and they want to learn more about Guesty, where do they go and how do they do that? Well, first of all, we have a website, guesty.com. Very easy to find us. And happy to see you on LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, it's very easy to find me, Vered Raviv Schwartz or V Raviv Schwartz on Twitter. And I also write on Medium. So again, happy to hear from anyone that has a question. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, if I ever actually get a chance and the courage to cross the Atlantic Ocean, I'm coming by. You must. You must. Cross the Atlantic Ocean. It terrifies me. <laughs> Maybe one of these days, one of these days will make it happen. Uh, but I uh, appreciate your time and uh, thanks so much. And, and we'll keep in touch. Thank you. It was great talking to you. Pleasure. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Nest podcast. Hey, don't forget, you can get on the email list. So you never miss an upcoming episode. That's technest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O. Get on the email list. Uh, go to the App Store, whether you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend, or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.